Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady and Martin Paloma. Welcome to another edition of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. I'm Neil McCrady, Martin Paloma with me as well. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call the number, ask for Corey Clark. Next time you're in the market for a vehicle, even if you don't live anywhere near Amory, and even if you're not necessarily wanting to get a Ford product, call and get a quote. You're going to get it within 15 minutes in business hours. It's going to be right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. It is going to allow you, at the very least, to prevent yourself from getting swindled elsewhere. And you just might get the quote and reconsider. You just might get the quote and do what I've done three times, and that's get into a Clark Ford. You'll love the service. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy, and he will prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. We, uh, we're going to talk about the stock market from yesterday, yesterday meaning on Monday. We're going to talk about uh, just sort of where the markets might go from here. Obviously, the entire world and uh, certainly our country is focused on a sort of one thing right now, and that's the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID. So we'll talk about that as we've been doing for a while. And before we get to it, Martin, before we get to today's show, tell people about Pinnacle Trust and how they can get in touch with you. Indeed. Um, happy to be back, Neil. I'm, I'm, super, I'm super grateful we have this medium to use to, you know, to get information out and, and to talk to people um, because it really is, uh, man, it's, it's a really efficient way to, to do it kind of real time as well. And that's, you know, one of the things I was, I was talking clients off of the ledge yesterday, which would be Monday, um, you know, as we're recording this, um, it would have been, you know, it was one of the worst days in the, in the market since 87. We'll talk about it. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we've been able to do is use, you know, this this medium and then also our blogs um, using technology to be able to communicate quickly to clients rather than, you know, picking up the phone and making 2,000 different phone calls to, to clients. Um, so, man, I'm, I'm super glad we got to know each other and, and decided to do this. Um, you know, one of the things that I think we're really kind of winning winning at right now is communication. And I, and I really feel like in a time like this, uh, communication is, is really crucial to, to helping folks, um, you know, calm down. And, you know, I know there's a lot of anxiety right now with, as, as it relates to people's money, to their savings. Um, it feels like this is never going to end, but it will at some point. Um, you know, and I would just say if folks are not hearing from, their guy or their advisor and it doesn't have to be a phone call just realizing that you know a lot of advisors have you know several hundred several thousand clients um but if but if your advisor is not you know communicating to you um through this uh on a somewhat regular basis you know give us a call or read some of our stuff or listen to some of our podcasts and uh and you know might learn something that you didn't know you might see that we do things a little different than than the average uh firm and you know, right now, 
I, th I think we're, we're doing a great job communicating. We're also do, we're doing a great job on portfolio management. Um, you know, I won't get into the details of it on this little blurb, but uh, we do have insurance in every piece of the portfolio. And what I mean, not like regular insurance, but we, we hedge the losses of really risky assets, which right now stocks are, are those risky assets. And, um, and it's really, we were really kind of shining through all of this with regards to performance. Now, our portfolios are down. They're just not down near as much as, you know, as the market. And then also we're able to make decisions without emotion um, for our clients. So, you know, if you're doing it yourself out there or and you're tired of doing it yourself because you feel like you've been in a boxing match with a gorilla or you're just not happy with the service that you're getting from, uh, you know, the guy you're with, the firm you're with, the gal that you're with, uh, give us a call, 601 957 uh, You can also reach us by email at info at PINNtrust.com. Uh, we are really active on social media. So like our Pinnacle Trust page or our Mind on My Money page, and you can you know, message us or post or comment, and, uh, and we'll get back in touch with you. So the markets yesterday on Monday, as, per, as most expected, as most predicted, took a dive. Uh, more than 2,000 points on the Dow. Uh, I think 12% is what you were saying, what I read. That's a, that's a pretty big number. Uh, what happened to cause that, in your opinion, beyond just – or is it just simply coronavirus? Uh, and then where do you sort of see things going here in the next few weeks as it's becoming obvious that we are uh, in all of these big cities and throughout the country, businesses are, are, are shuttering for a while. Um, tourism is, is going to die for a while. Uh, you know, just we're going into shutdown mode. I mean, restaurants in New York and Los Angeles and Houston and, and San Francisco and, and all of these places are closing. Bars are closing. Uh, people are, people are being begged to, uh, to, to kind of self quarantine, to, to, uh, work from home, to, uh, not have uh, social gatherings and all those things as all of those things happen. And, uh, the economy is clearly impacted. What do you see happening with the market itself? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and so there's a kind of a bunch of questions in there, which we could really talk a lot about for a long time. Um, I'm going to try to try to chop a few of them up. Um, you know, first and foremost, I think one of the greatest things about Americans and our country, especially throughout history, is is we are resilient, you know, and we really see that a lot in the South as well. Um, and I know it's I know it will be nationwide for this. You know, we really see in the South that when times get tough and things get tough, we really, we really, we really do show up on the back end through the recovery process and, you know, and really help rebuild. And I fully anticipate that that will be the case, you know, after this virus makes its way through after we get through recovery. And we'll kind of talk about that, but let me back up and answer your first question, which, um, which was, you know, what happened in the markets yesterday. And this is purely my opinion um, as well is, and so we recorded a special edition of this with Dr. Alan Jones um, on a Sunday. And if folks missed that, they really, really need to go back and listen to it. It was a great perspective changer. Um, but right after we finished recording, there was an announcement by the Federal Reserve that they made another emergency cut and they dropped you know, interest rates by a full percent, um, essentially down to 
zero. And so that's the Fed funds rate, which is a little bit different than, you know, a lot of people have been calling going, hey man, is now the time to refinance my house? Do I refinance my debt? The, the, the short answer to that is, is yes, that is true. But some people have asked, you know, does that mean, you know, are we going to get 0% mortgages? And I've, my immediate response is, dude, if you find a 0% mortgage, please tell me because I want that. Uh, but the short answer is no, there's no such thing as a 0% mortgage. Uh, mortgage rates will get low. Folks can refinance. They can refinance student loan debt. Um, you know, if they're at 6%, 7%, and there is going to be a moratorium, it seems, on uh, interest for federal student loans. So make sure if you're refinancing now um, that you're, if you're in a position where you have federal loans, don't go refinance it into the private sector and end up paying the interest on it. Um, it, you know, it might be a good idea to ask the person that, that you're doing, you know, is this going to be interest paused or is it not? Um, but so what happened is when the Fed made that emergency cut, it's just like when they did it a few weeks back, my initial reaction was, oh my God, this is not, this is not going to do what, what, what the Fed rate cuts have done in the past, which is usually stimulate the markets. The markets go up, interest rates go down, and that's good for the economy. It was almost, it felt like a panic cut. Um, and I really, and I, of course, it's easy for me to be, um, you know, the, it's easy for me to be the Monday morning quarterback and say, oh, I would have done this different. I would have done this different. But I really do wish the Fed would have chosen to either wait for the U.S. government to come out with some fiscal policy stimulus. And we do need to talk about that. Uh, I wrote a piece yesterday and we'll, we'll kind of talk about all of it. I wrote a piece calling us the three-legged economy. Um, and, and, and in that, I meant that there are, there are three things that are going to be able to help us kind of move out of, let's call it the coronavirus recession. Because the chances of us going into recession are super, super elevated. Now, that doesn't mean that recession is going to be this long, drawn-out, you know, everything shuts down, everyone goes bankrupt. That's That's not what I mean. What I mean is, Technically, the definition of recession is two uh, negative growth GDP numbers. So it can, the GDP could still be positive, which is our gross domestic product for the U.S. It could still be positive, but gone from you know two and a half down to two one quarter, and then two down to one and a half the next quarter. And technically, you have a recession. You have negative growth. I fully expect that there will be impact in the industries that you named, Neil. The Tourism, um, you know, uh, the hospitality industry. The one thing that I have been really encouraged about, and this morning I was reading, I read every morning there's this um, financial kind of highlights called the morning brew. And it's not it's non-political, it's just facts. And I like it a lot. I like the way they write too. They write it at a, you know, a very easy to understand, digest level. You don't have to be a technical person to understand it. But um, one of the one of the things they wrote about was that Amazon and a lot of local grocers like Kroger, uh, Albertsons are really trying to ramp up hiring right now. They're needing people to come in and stuff boxes or restock shelves or help with volumes. And 
the thing that was impressive about what Amazon, Amazon said they were going to hire, they needed to hire a hundred thousand people. And so I realized that likely more than a hundred thousand people are going to lose, you know, their jobs in hospitality industries. Um, but they are looking first to the hospitality industry saying, Hey, if you were a server or a bartender, or, you know, you worked front desk at a, you know, hotel or, or something like that, and you got laid off, you know, come, come work with us. And they're, they're giving, you know, $17 an hour to start with. So it's kind of things like that, that give me hope, you know, about America and Kroger's doing the same thing, not same pay rate. Um, but you know, they're trying to help. They have a, they have a need and they know people are getting laid off. So they're trying to, you know, to meet that need there. And I thought, man, what a great way to start my morning. It's like, Everything has just been bad news after bad news after bad news. It's it's nice to see that that there is some you know the silver lining in some of this, and there is you know some positive coming out of it. Um, but you know the the what's happened with the Fed cutting rates, um, you know, is is really that is all what we call um, that's all what we call monetary policy, and so. That's a very technical term. That just means that it's monetary policies are things that the Federal Reserve can do to help the economy. Now, fiscal policy is law. So those are things that our government can do to help you know, stimulate the economy, whether it's the Senate uh, or the House or the legislative branch. Um, the response that we're really looking for that has we haven't seen the full deal. There's been a lot of things talked nothing in, in writing yet, is what is the fiscal policy response going to be to this? So I've heard and I've read that, you know, there's the payroll tax holiday that they're talking about. And then I've read that, you know, one side of the aisle doesn't want the payroll tax holiday. Uh, they think that it's going to squander Social Security, which I won't get into the my political opinion on that because I, I might piss a lot of people off. Uh, with what I have to say about that. So I'm just going to leave that one out. But, uh, you know, and then there's some folks are saying, Hey, uh, we want cash in the pockets of every American between 1000 and $3,000. Now, theoretically that would put cash, putting cash in the pockets of Americans would help stimulate the economy. If the Americans spent the money that they were given. So if each adult got 1000 to $3,000, and they spent it, that would help the economy. If they get one to $3,000 and they save it or they pay off their debt, that does nothing to, to help us. So, you know, it is, there is some participation, you know, in all of this. And we'll, we'll see what ends up happening as well. And then the, the last leg of the three-legged stool that I wrote about is, you know, the American citizen's response to our healthcare system. And someone made a comment and I don't know if this person was a troll or not. I'm just going to assume that they were. They made a comment on on uh, on the blog that I wrote, uh, saying, you know, calling me that it was BS about the healthcare system that we are not in a healthcare crisis, that you know this is all made up, that you know this is the government trying to control us, and they're just seeing how far we'll go, how much control they can exercise. 
That's and that's just it, not it. It's just that's just not I it. Totally agree. I mean, I totally it, agree. I, it, listen, I know this is hard for people. I do, and I, I mean, I, I get it. It's it's hard for me. It's hard for everybody. I mean, my business is being impacted too. I'm, my, yeah, my four, no, absolutely, man. My four hundred one k is being impacted. I, I I'm I'm gonna you know I, I've had a lot of people ask me because of what I do for a living, and I, my primary job is that I, I cover uh, Ole Miss sports for Rivals.com, Rebel RebelGrove.com, Rivals.com, and so people say, you know. What, what, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And it's honestly, honestly, I'm doing whatever I can do to help us get to a place where in August we can go back to normal. Yeah. Or that, whatever that looks like. Yeah, what, absolutely. Yeah. That, no, that's it. No, I mean, I mean, and we, someone says, what do you mean normal? Kids go back to school. Yeah. Kids go back to college. Hold on. Just hold on. I'm, 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 yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get there. It means that we get back to having a college football season. We get back to having an NFL football season. People are able to congregate in groups without worrying about uh, killing people uh, with with the disease. That's that's when people say, "What are you what are you thinking about?" That's what I'm thinking about. And and to get there, there are going yep. to be some sacrifices. Look, yep. There's, there's a real chance. There's a real chance that this thing gets so bad over the summer. I'm I'm, I'm not even being political here. That this thing gets so bad over the summer that Donald Trump can't win. So, so if if there was if there was a way for them to make this to minimize this, believe me, they do it, and they tried for a while. Yeah, well, and but, look but, at his but tone it, now too. It, it's become it obvious. Changed. It's become yes. obvious that the yes. gravity of this has set in on them. And so yep. I've told some people. Totally agree. I've told some people this. I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast on Tuesday. I'm going to repeat it here. We have an election in our country in November. We have an election in our country every four years. It's what makes us great. It's what makes this country great. That you get to go to the ballot box and you get to cast your vote for the candidate of your choice. And yeah, you might get criticized for it, but you won't get arrested for it. You won't get persecuted for it. And, and you, you, have, you, will, you will absolutely have the right to exercise your right to vote. Yep. And, and we'll count those and we'll count those votes and we will honor the result. And throughout our our two hundred plus years of history, we have had peaceful transitions of power. Yes. And in November, we're gonna vote. Just like, hear me out for a minute. I'm getting there, I promise. No, you're in, good, man. In, in yes, November, sir. we're gonna vote. And in January, somebody, whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden or someone else that we're not thinking of today is going to take the oath of office and they will become the the president of the United States. But until then, until then, here's the deal. And I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Theo Epstein in 2016. So before anybody thinks this is some conservative hammering at you, it's not. <laughs> until Go then, Donald Trump is the president and this administration is our leadership. And so we might as well support because you know what? If they get us through it, we get through it. Yep. If they bungle it and we don't get through it, we don't get through it. So this right. this this divisiveness that's in our country that's almost it's it's almost like unbreakable is this is not the time. Now's the time to be responsible. Now's the time to to do the right thing. 
Now's the time to help your fellow neighbor, to get us yes. through this so that maybe we get through this. And in August, not only do we go back to, to college and to the high school and the middle school and the football games and all that stuff, we can go back to yelling and screaming at each other again and hating each other again and, and fighting about who's going to be the president and say nasty things to one another and accuse everyone of being a racist. And we can go right back to that. And glorious. And we can have three months of doing it. Yeah, and we can have it, and we'll still have that election. And in November, we can count the votes, and the conspiracy theorists can say it was fixed, it was fixed, it was fixed. But you know what? We'll all be okay. Yes, that's what's, right. That's what's driving me nuts right now, Martin. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be. I've said this a few times. If I become the voice of reason, we're in trouble. And I catch myself being the voice of reason too much. Well, look, man. I mean. I, and I and I don't disagree. I think what makes us so one, as I said at the very beginning, we are a resilient country. We are like we we come through things, and and I totally agree. You know, right now we're fighting an invisible enemy, right? It's not a hurricane. It's not a you know this thing that we can see, touch, and feel. But we will. And I and man, I've been I, I read I read something last night from. So my kids, my kids go to school in Jackson and an OBGYN posted something on our group me and she was, and I, and look, I've already been a believer. I've been a believer since, you know, late last week I was, to, as I said before, I was totally dismissive initially and, and I'm a complete believer now. And she posted, uh, it was, it was essentially, it was an open letter to America from a parent in Italy and You've probably read things similar, and I was just reading it, and they're saying, hey, 10 days ago, we were out in the streets. We were partying. The kids were out of school. We didn't think it was a big deal. You know, we were letting our kids hang out with other people. We were high-fiving each other, drinking, you know, laughing. And she's like, please don't do that. They're like, hear me loud and clear. Go ahead and stop this thing. Because if you don't, and that's the, the, the transmission rate was something that blew my absolute mind you know, the one to three. And so it's like if someone comes in my house, one person comes in my house sick, three people in my house are getting sick, which means that the other three are getting sick. And I think, and I'm going to pull this back to the economy. The only way that we are out of this by August, and I believe this wholeheartedly, the only way we are out of this in August is if we do, if we do the really crappy boring not fun thing now and and we all totally distance ourselves from each other and look i'm i'm not going to get pissed at my kid this is not the time for me to get pissed at my kids about using their phones more using their you know netflix using their video games like i'm all that parenting shit for a lack of a better word i'm throwing out the window because i realize like this is not the time to be a controlling jerk about screen time and stuff like they they probably need it they're probably going to need the escape for the next for the next few weeks but if we don't do this and the curve the the distribution of sick people isn't distributed at a smaller rate over a longer period of time the impact to the economy is going to be awful it's going to be awful i'm just going to say that it's going to be awful we're going to hit a global recession that's going to happen if we get out of it by year end, it's because we did the really hard work today, which is doing what's being asked of us. And it sucks. And I know the tenfold hat people are saying, 
you know, this is the government trying to control you. I really, I don't think that's the case. I think it's the government, our government freaking out because they minimized it just like I did initially. And then they're going, holy crap, look at Italy. We can't get there or we're screwed. We're totally screwed. Yeah. And for the people who say, you know, that about health care, the, the, here's the thing with the forget the health care, if you will. The problem we have is that we have a limited number in our country of ICU beds. Yeah. And ventilators. And ventilators. And if they get filled up with COVID patients. Yep. Yeah. Maybe you are a family that no, no one in your family is at risk. Cool. Congratulations. Maybe you are in your 40s and you're super healthy and you've done your part and you're really fit and you've exercised and you're in great shape. Congratulations. Awesome. And I mean that sincerely. Good for yeah. you. Good, Absolutely good for you. And you've got three beautiful children who are all in incredible shape. And even if they caught the virus, they, they'd be asymptomatic or have just a couple of days of discomfort. You should absolutely be commended. Now. What if the five of you are in your car and you're driving to the beach for your vacation that you've absolutely earned because you've worked your butts off all year and you've been looking forward to this and you've saved up and you've rented this really cool uh, house on the beach in Rosemary, okay? And you're headed down and you have an accident, an accident that you didn't cause. A damn truck ran through an intersection and four of you in that car are critically injured and need help yep. right now. You're used to getting that help because that's the way we've been able to operate. If all of the beds are full and the hospitals are overrun and half the doctors are sick and there are no ventilators and there are no ICU wards, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, man. And that's yep. And that's that's the deal. And I don't want to I mean again, I, I don't want to hey, I have no room to be preachy. Okay, and sure, I don't, me I, either, and, and I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be. And for the people who say we're overreacting, you know what? We probably are. I would, I would rather be overreacting and find out on the backside that but, we overreacted. Yeah, that's that. That's just the deal, and I've, I've accepted it, and I, not apologize for killing my mother. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying that's or or that's that or I that am, or that hypothetical family that I just discussed. Yeah, I don't. I I want those people. Those are good people. Those are people who have. Who have done their part in society yeah. by taking care of themselves to the economy? Yeah, yeah. We just, but they just, you know, those people don't deserve to die that day. Let's let's be able to get them the help that they need so that yeah, uh, you know, everybody can recover and 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 little Johnny can go back to playing football the next year or basketball or whatever and and, and you know what I mean and 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 little Elizabeth can go back to playing on her soccer team and I mean I'm I'm, yeah. I'm totally serious here we've. We've just—I'm just, I'm serious too, man. We've just got I'm to think. Serious. We've got to think beyond this. We got to get. We got to understand. We can't keep ignoring what's happened in Italy and dismissing it by going, "Oh well, they all smoke. They're all old. They're all this. They're all that." Hey, we got a lot of obese people in our country. We got people with yep. a lot of a lot of heart conditions, a lot of diabetes because of. Uh, eating all this processed food and drinking all these sugary drinks and not exercising and working in sedentary lifestyles and stuff. And those people are absolutely at risk. And if they fill up the beds, they fill up the beds. We've, we, we got to get rid of the thing. And so if we overreact, that's better than underreacting. And I go back to my political thing. Did the white house 
underreact at first? They absolutely did. They absolutely did. Are they trying to catch up now? Very clearly, they're trying to catch yep. up now. And and let's get to a place where we can look back and go, you know what? The way you handled that in January or whatnot is inexcusable, and we're going to vote you out in November. Okay, fair enough. That's that's the way our country has always worked. Yep. It, you know, it, there's there's almost this segment also that's like, I, I want it to, to get really bad so that he will lose in November. And I'm like, man, you can't, you, we, can't, we can't do this. No, that's playing with people's lives, man. I mean – Money and lives are two are two totally different things. I know some people will say say not, but you know, if no, we're, screw- we're all going to lose money, Martin. But we, but we have a chance the way the markets work to yeah. get it back down the road, and it will. We will recover. We will recover financially, and that's. I mean, so let's. So I, re- I read a Morningstar article last night too. I, I, it's crazy, man. I've I've been reading more. And it's because I need to as well. I've been reading more in the last three weeks than I've probably read in the last three years. And I'm not trying to read opinions. I'm trying to read facts. Um, and there was a Morningstar article, and they they did a really they did an excellent job of laying out uh, a base case for the economy um, through through this recovery, uh, a, a a bull case, which is a best case scenario, and then a bear case, which is you know obviously worst case scenario. The base case stated that. Uh, you know, and it was a 60% probability of, of the base case uh, that, you know, we do have a decline in GDP second quarter, which everyone knows that's coming. That's not a, that's going to happen. That's going to be globally too. That's not going to be just the U.S. That's going to be globally. We'll likely have a decline. Uh, well, no, we'll have a cl- the decline in second quarter. We will likely have another decline in the third quarter. And by fourth quarter, all of the pent up demand that we have has to be released and will be released, and life can and will get back to normal. And in fourth quarter, we start seeing, you know, that recovery. Now, does it skyrocket or does it is it accelerated a slow pace? That's yet to be determined. But that's that is a that is a real mathematical potential. Uh, of course, assuming that we we do our part as well. The worst case scenario, which actually had the smallest uh, percent chance of of happening, and I want to say that it was like. Fifteen percent. Don't quote me on that number. Was that we hit recession? Uh, we 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 have a, an extended recession, but it's first quarter of next year where we start to see you know some type of recovery because there is going to be pent up demand, and that demand will have to be released. And right now we are. I'm going to call it again. I'm going to. And the person on Facebook called me out on this. It's a healthcare crisis that has not turned into a financial crisis yet. It can, and it might, but it hasn't yet. And I know that the Fed is doing everything in their power to keep that from happening. Our, finan- our, our financial systems are healthier than they have ever been. Our banking systems are healthier than they have ever been. And that's what the Fed is doing right now is they are over-pumping liquidity into the banks to make sure that there is no chance that there's a run on the banks or banks fail. And that's gonna that should trickle down to the consumer as well, especially if they end up saying, "Hey, we need you guys to give low interest loans or lines of credit to consumers to give them some extra cash flow during this period. We need you to do it. That's your American duty, and we're giving you the money, so do it." You know that's that's all happening right now. So, worst case scenario is you know maybe it's it's first second quarter next year before we see a recovery. The bull case, which was the best case, and it was like a 25% chance of happening, 
was that by May, we are, we've beat this thing, the economy has recovered, and we only have one quarter of negative GDP versus two. And, and it sounds like, you know, the base case is two quarters of negative GDP, which puts us in a technical recession. Worst case scenario is we get three, four quarters and we recover, you know, early next year. The, the, my confidence in this is that the U.S. consumer was really strong coming into this. U.S. markets, I mean, U.S. economy and industry was really strong coming into this. Is it going to hurt us? Yes, it will. I have no idea what the extent of the damage is going to be. It is going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us in the travel industry. It's going to hurt us in the hospitality industry. But we'll recover. We will recover. It is nothing. We don't look like 2008 from a consumer or a banking system uh, situation. So a lot of people have been trying to make the comparison. And there's just not. There's not. And the markets are being driven by unknown and fear and people just panicking because this is you know, this is kind of unprecedented. You know, there hasn't, we don't have, even though there's been viruses before, you know, we didn't have the level of freak out that we're having now. And, but we also didn't have 24 hour constant people telling us, you know, what's going on. And I, I honestly think that that helped fuel some of the panic, some of the fear, and it is oversold and it, it, it'll all come back. I just don't know when I'm, I'm hopeful by, by fourth quarter, <clears throat> that we have we see the the bounce back yeah that's what i keep telling myself and i tell other people is if we can just navigate our way through this going to be some hurt on this end no doubt that's it's inevitable right uh we're going to have to all figure out ways to 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 pass the time but if we do and we take care of it the potential for a really cool fall and winter and when i mean that i don't mean like temperature i mean awesome yeah. Is there where the markets bounce back? We have us a presidential election and whoever wins wins. And we have sports and we have the NBA finals in August and we've got the Kentucky Derby in September and maybe we play the Masters in October and we've got a full NFL season and college football season and the the buckets begin again in October and November and uh you know we look up and man it's just the English Premier League starts back up. Everything's good, yep. and, and and we wake up each day with our Grateful. biggest our biggest problem being I don't know how I can watch all seven of the things I want to watch today. I mean, yeah, that, that's, I gotta go buy more TVs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's the deal, and so that's you know that's that's my that's my hope right now. That's what kind of encourages me. You know that my daughter goes back to college, and and my my other daughter starts her senior year of high school, and and they get yeah. to have football games on Friday nights in places like Madison and Oxford and. Yeah, Dubuque, and, Iowa. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's and, and, and that's, that's, the that's it, man. And yeah. that is that is the most likely outcome. But and people are so excited that they, yeah, now. people book their big Christmas vacations and, yeah. and and people plan all this stuff because everybody's in a pretty good mood and everybody's happy and the markets rebound and we look back on this year and go, wow, what a hell of a ride, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think and I honestly, my heart of hearts believe that 2021 is going to be the year of the recovery, and you know, 2020 is going to be the year of the virus. And, but man, I am, I am looking forward to being back out on the soccer fields. I'm looking forward to, you know, taking Christopher to football games and to baseball games and Bella and I going to our little broadways in Memphis or, you know, hell, I might even, if I've got the cash, 
because I haven't had anything else to spend my money on, you know, book a trip to New York for a weekend to go take Bella to, to Broadway, especially if the government does some fiscal stimulus and they say, hey, I'm going to put $3,000 in your pocket. Please spend it. I'm going to be like, thank you. We're going to go see Hamilton and I'm flying up there and I'll use hotel points. Bam. Or yeah. hell, I might pay cash for the hotel just to put cash in the yeah, of course. In the economy. Of I'm course. looking. I'm looking forward to that, man. And you know, my birthday's next month. Birthdays aren't big deals, you know, when we kind of become adults. But man, I'm going to buy myself a birthday present this year. I'm going to do my job to be a a, part, a good spender in the economy. Yeah, I, no, I'm with you completely. Um. Anything else before we we reach out to see if we can? No, man. I think that I think it would be really cool if if we can pull it off and get Nathan and Clayton. You know, Nathan is in New York, Clayton is in Seattle, just to kind of stick a temperature in there and see uh, if uh, if we can get them and get it recorded, get them on the phone and get it recorded, and just kind of see what life is like. And really, at Ground Zero, right? They're they're both in Ground Zero on different sides of the coasts. Okay, um, so what we'll do here is we'll we'll, we'll you wanna, I'll, I'll hit the I'll, I'm gonna hit pay the, bills or yeah I need to pay bills and and um, yeah let me do that here and I'll tell you that if the last thing you hear is this that meant that means that we couldn't work it out and we appreciate uh, <laughs> yes we appreciate you guys listening to the show I'm looking for it real quick here we go one of those days where I've got like multiple things on the screen and have to find what's what. Um, yeah, no, man, I totally get it. I'm in the same boat as you. Big thanks today to the people at the refrigeration company. TRC is owned and operated by Jeremy Watler. He's been in the refrigeration field for more than 20 years, including five as a national service manager. At TRC, they understand that great service means being responsive. They're highly trained, responsible, and dedicated staff are available 24-7 to ensure your complete satisfaction. They specialize in ammonia refrigeration, but they work on any other HFC, HCFC, or CO2 systems. They're building winning relationships with customers in baking, cold storage, warehouses, ice production facilities, and facilities serving dairy, food, poultry, and catfish processing. They're based in Alabama, but they're licensed in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and South Carolina as well. They can handle all of your company's refrigeration needs, including installation, fabrication, service, compressor rebuilds, ammonia detection, calibration, vibration, analysis, and more. To learn more, call Jeremy Wattler, 251-348-8533, or email him at jeremy at com. Follow TRC at The Refrigeration Company on Facebook or at their website, therefridgeco.com. We're also very thankful for the people at Elite Dental Care with offices throughout West Tennessee in Germantown, Jackson, and Trenton. Elite Dental Care has five doctors with more than 75 years of combined experience, and with their different areas of expertise, the doctors at Elite Dental Care offer convenience along with the latest in technology. It's a family practice. The entire family can be seen no matter age or severity of problems. Elite Dental Care focuses on staying up to date on all the latest technology, including intraoral cameras, digital x-rays and impressions, 3D x-rays, and more. They get TVs, radios in every room, gives patients the comfort of home, all while they receive the most modern technological treatment. Elite Dental Care offers both conscious sedation and IV sedation for patients that are anxious or scared, or for those that might not be fearful, but they just have a lot of work that needs to get done and they can't afford to take time off work for multiple visits. When you have the sedation, Elite Dental Care is able to get much more work done in one visit, which ultimately saves the patient time and money. So if you're looking for a visit, I mean, for a dentist in West Tennessee or the Memphis area, 
Get in touch with Dr. Mark Harper, Dr. Clint Buchanan, and Dr. Mike Farah at Elite Dental Care. To reach the doctors at Elite Dental Care, go to EliteDentalCare.com or follow them on Facebook and or Instagram. So we'll, uh, we're going to reach out to our, our guest now. In the event that you don't hear anything from this point forward, means that it fell through. We'll be back with another edition of Mind on My Money next week. And uh, we appreciate you all for listening to us and uh, for coming to us during this time when uh, there's a lot of choices for you to listen to and you choose us. We thank you. Absolutely.